Hi guys, welcome to Two Moms Zero Attention Spam Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Allison. And today we are going to be running through scenarios between permissive and gentle, respectful parenting and showing the differences between the two styles. But before we do that, let's go through our highs and our lows of the week. I have, I am in a really good place, Jess. Things are good. Things are good. I have a lot going on around me, but there's my high of the week is I'm just feeling really good. My positivity's back. I think we get these little mom funks, which I was in, but I'm feeling really, really good. Um, I don't even think I have a low right now. I'm just feeling, um, I'm feeling good about things. The kids are all doing well. I got the girls IDs and all that stuff taken care of. So things are good. Yay. I feel like it's been so, so, so long since you've had a good week. It (laughs) it has been a battle. I'm to post adoption kicks people's tails. It's tough, but yeah. How about you? So high for the week. Um, every single day in the morning, cause you know, that has been a struggle with the school yeah. mornings. Every single day has been like such a pleasure in the morning. It's been good mornings, fun mornings. You know, everybody's been excited to go to school mornings. So that's like, uh, what a sign. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And then a low for the week. Um, uh, I don't know. I, well, you know, Kai, we got like the reading test scores back and everything and he's behind and all, you know, it is really, really hard when you have a kid who works so hard just to still be behind in, you know, academically, you know, it's social, emotionally, it's, it's hard. He works twice as hard. Yeah. As it, so, you know. but maybe look at it like he's not behind. He's just doing it at the pace he's able to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would love, I would love if, if like the school looked school at you know, it right if yeah. the test scores looked at it that way if we you know and yeah. he does he has a great teacher so far from what I can tell but uh, it's hard watching your kid put in it in twice the work to get you know half the results it's in there insane. that's yeah. why I never gave um rewards for grades because you can have one kid busting their tail for that C and one kid that the A comes easily to I totally get it all right so, so let's, let's do in. I thought it would be really good for you to give an example of permissive ver- permissive versus respectful on tantrums because that's such a hot topic and yeah. I don't think people really know the difference so let's talk about that okay so one yes I, I really think that a lot of people think that gentle parenting is permissive parenting that they think that you're in a store right you see a kid throw throw a tantrum over not getting a toy because that is a tantrum a tantrum is you don't get your way or something doesn't go the way that you want it to And the way you can tell the difference versus a tantrum is if you give the child what it is that they're upset about, then the, then the behavior will stop. The tantrum will stop. Right. So permissive would be like, you're in a store, your kid wants a toy. You say, no, not that toy. And they start kicking off and crying, screaming, throwing themselves, whatever it is. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. Just if you, if you calm down, you can have the toy to, you know, Take one deep breath and mommy will get you the toy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not me. That's never going to be me. Right. Yeah. Because I'm not scared of a tantrum. I really am not. But if it, if, if there is a necessary boundary and first of all, before I even go into a store, I tell my kids what the expectation is when we're in yes. that store way ahead of time. If we're going into a store and I know that there's a toy all there, but we're not getting a toy today we're we're making sure we have that clear in the the parking lot before we get in there (laughs) because um 
because expectations are really, really important for kids. They can't meet the expectations if they don't know what they are. Yeah, they right? need that clear boundary. I'm getting yeah. something today. I'm not getting something today. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, I don't actually have a problem with if we're in the store at like, you know, they can pick out like maybe like a food that they like or if it's mm -hmm. a grocery store or whatever. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that being the expectation, but we're not getting a toy every time we that's not our tax bracket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, so, you know, I would make that expectation clear. And then if we're going through and I they're get they get upset over that toy or whatever, I would one, change the scenery. I would move away from that toy, move away from the toy aisle, whatever it is that's upsetting them. I would just take a few feet away because sometimes even just getting them away from the environment that's got them so worked up will immediately calm the situation. Yeah. Then we work on regulating, especially if they're a little, little kid, if they're two, three, four, you can't really talk to a two-year-old in a tantrum. It's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> so we work on co-regulating, we calm down, and then we just keep it moving, right? We just keep going. We're not going to re-bring it up, but hell will literally freeze over before, and I got or in trouble for saying this once, <laughs> yeah. before that toy leaves the store with yes, us. It's same. not going to happen. I'm not scared of a tantrum or handling a tantrum, but you can cry. If you're no amount of crying, whining, screaming is going to make me change a necessary boundary. Yes. It's not going to happen. So, but we don't have to yell at our kids for it. We don't right. have to spank them for it. We don't have to put them in a corner for it. We can help them regulate and we can keep moving and we can maintain that boundary. Yeah. And, and that's how they learn. They learn through firm boundaries. It's okay. You're upset. I love you anyway. We're still not getting it, but mm -hmm. here, let's do this instead or walk over here. And I think that is where people get so confused because they think respectful is, oh, you're crying and upset here. Have 10. Don't just get one. Have 10 of those toys. Mm -hmm. That's definitely yeah. not what it looks like. Yeah. And then we, and, and also too, I don't like to make mountains out of molehills, right? Yeah. A three-year-old throwing a tantrum in a store. It might be, it might, it causes a lot of people, a lot of anxiety, right? Because a lot of people know that they would have got their butt whooped for something like that. And immediately their body goes into fight or flight. Mine really doesn't do that. I don't care what people think. I'm not parenting for anybody else besides my child, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, a three-year-old throwing a tantrum, it is what it is. You keep it moving. Hey, do you want to help me pick this out? Hey, can you reach that box over there? We keep going about our day. We finish our shopping trip. And if it got to the point where it was just, it kept happening and kept happening, there's no shame in leaving the store, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, taking a breather because a lot of times too, it might just not be the right time. Yeah. You might have a kid. It, he might be tired. He might be hungry or she, you know, yeah. if they're little, little like that, like a toddler, it might've just been a perfect storm in that moment, you know, and it's, not, it's not a reflection that your, your kid is some, you know, spoiled little brat and you're, right. some, you're you know, it might just be tired and hungry. It might just be a bad day. It might just be a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's no shame. And we try again later. Maybe we go to the car, we cool down, we go back in if we want to, or maybe we just call it a day. And then I wanted to talk about something I get asked a lot about because on a lot of my videos about my teenagers and curfews and when they need to be home, um, people assume I just let them do whatever. Like I've literally had people say, you just let your teenagers do whatever could not be further from the truth. So I wanted to give the example of your teenagers or your whoever goes out and they say they're going to be home at 11 o'clock and they come home at 12 o'clock, right? They come home late. So this is another reason why we don't do curfews. I do 
plan by plan. Say they're planning to go to the movies, the movie's over at 10 o'clock. Um, my boundary with that would be, hey, the movie's over at 10. If you guys are going out to eat afterwards, please shoot me a text, stay in contact and let me know what's happening because that's how they get freedom. It's based upon trust, right? Um, and if they came in late and didn't check in with me, which has not yet happened with my kids, but there's always time. Um, but if that happened, it would sound something like this. Hey, um, I had asked you after the movie to check in with me and let me know what was happening. You didn't do that. And I was really concerned and worried and your freedom's based upon trust. So this is what it's going to look like. Um, and I would, of course, ask them what happened first. Why didn't you call? Why didn't you check in? Tell me what happened. Um, when we come up with a plan together for you to go out and you don't follow through the next time, like you don't call and you don't check in, there's not going to be an after the movie. You're going to have to be home right afterwards because you've shown you can't handle that freedom. And I don't want to do that. I want you to have fun and check in and, and do those things. But if that happens again, that's what it's going to look like. You're going to have to be home after the movie. You're not going to have the, you can go out after that as well. Um, and then it's up to them and that's teaching them to self-regulate. Um, with permissive, it would probably sound like, oh, just kids being kids. They come in late. You know, did you have fun? Good. Or they may not even notice, hey, I was in bed. I didn't even know when you got home. Permissive is like no consequences, no boundaries, nothing like that. And with respectful parenting, we're trying to set them up for success by them knowing the clear boundary, the clear expectation, the clear consequence of what will happen if they don't follow through. So that's what it would sound like. Um, and if it was the first time they had done it, I would give them another chance. If that happens, this is what it's going to look like, but it definitely wouldn't be like, oh, you came in late, whatever, just like try not to do it again or whatever. It would never sound like that for me ever. Mm -hmm. Yep. The clear boundaries, the clear expectations. And then exactly like you said, if they, if they're not, if those expectations are not being met, if they if they aren't respecting those boundaries, then we're re going to revisit them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's okay to do. Boundaries can change and they can change for good reasons. Like your child, you, you had a boundary at 13, now they're 15 and they're ready for more responsibility. So they can open up or they can close down depending upon the choices that the child is making for sure. Um, it's actually funny you mentioned that. So boundaries changing and whatnot. So when I was growing up and I don't think anybody else's I didn't know anybody else's parents were doing this, but my mom had family meetings where we would all discuss, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, what, what felt right and fair to everybody in our home with respect to things. And it's something that now I do with my kids mm -hmm. is like, we all have a family meeting, like, yeah. Hey, I want to have a, like, I think that bedtime, I want it to be like this. And they're like, well, I, and we recently just did this just on a smaller scale with bedtime because they wanted more time to play in their room and they thought that they were going to bed too early. They're older now. They're right. Like, right. So, you know, but it ends up kids don't tend to push against boundaries that they think are fair. Yes. And, yeah. And I do the same thing. We, well, we started out with family meetings. I, I told you about that where, Hey, if dad and I are doing anything you feel is unfair or whatever, like you can always tell us and we would do check-ins now, as my kids have gotten older, I do it individually with them just because that's what they feel more comfortable with now about specific topics like a boyfriend or a choice or whatever. So we do it individually. But I think those are so important because what you just said is exactly it. Kids do not push against things that they feel are fair and when they feel they've been heard and when they feel like they're being respected too. Mm -hmm. Exactly that. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to end, but we're going to play a game first. Let's play. We're going to do it in the... How am I going to say this? 
Um, F, Mary, or Unalive? Everybody remembers this game. Okay. Way. If you were, yeah, if you had sleepovers as a teen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. F, Mary, I have unalive. some good, I have some good ones for you, Jess. Ready? Okay. Yeah. These are my three, <laughs> these are my three people for you. Keanu Reeves. Okay. Gerard Butler or <gasps> Ramona from Real Housewives. No. How did you know? Do you love him? I love Me too. Me too. I love Gerard Butler. But he was one of my picks for you. Oh. I'm in love with him. I love him. Oh, man. So what I've heard about Keanu Reeves, though, is that he's really very respectful of women. He has a, such a good reputation for that. So do I want to marry him? Yeah, I think I want to marry Keanu. I don't know who the third person is from The Real Housewives. So She's a very problematic person. Okay, so I'm going to marry Keanu Reeves. I'm definitely <laughs> going to have Gerard Butler. And then I'm going to unalive the Real Housewives. Amen, Queen. They would have been my answers, too. <laughs> okay. Adam Levine, Leonardo DiCaprio, and The Rock. <laughs> I was too nice to you. I know. Oh my God. I mean, the only one that I would ever even consider marrying is The Rock. And I don't even, he's not even my vibe, but he's such, he's, it would have to be him. Doesn't oh he my. seem like a good dad though? He does. He seems like a really good dad. Um mm -hmm but I feel like he would make me work out and that's just a no. Um, <laughs> oh God, I guess I would have to say F to Leonardo DiCaprio because uh, Adam Levine, uh, he'd be the unalived. He'd be the unalived. That, those are my final answers. Ding, ding. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for hanging out with us guys and we will see you next week.